0: excited to have you all here. Welcome to Manifest Your Dreams. I'm your host, the Lexi Wilson, and I'm so excited to have you guys all here. So we're doing stuff a little bit different than we normally have done, as you can tell. Thank you to my studio audience. No, (laughs) We're doing a lot of things different. Number one, if you're one of the lucky people who has decided to watch this podcast instead of just listening to the podcast, then I am super excited that you are actually looking and you can see my face and you can see me and you can see all the visual aids that I will be using today for um, our topic today, which as you can tell by the title is how to read a birth chart. So since we're talking about that, I thought I would actually show you using my handy dandy birth chart tool here. So you guys can actually see what a birth chart wheel looks like and get a visual um, aid in helping you to understand what it is, what I'm, what I'm doing. So if you can watch this podcast, I would highly suggest it. If you're trying to learn how to read your own birth charts, I would highly suggest it. However, I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> to hopefully use my words in a way that you guys can understand it even if you can't see. But um, so that's first off. We got the video going on. We got visual aids and I'm so excited. Plus, as you can see, I now have a studio where I'm allowed to use all these wonderful buttons such as this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And I'm just excited to be able to use that because it just adds for more fun. And why not? Like, why not? Right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Like I shared with you all, we're going to be talking about how to read a birth chart. Now, this is going to be a very wide overview because I have a limited time and I don't want to end up being on here for like 3 hours. But, depending on how popular this episode is and how many shares, how many epi- or not, how many shares and how many people listen to it, I will then decide whether or not I want to break it down even further. And maybe go over each of the things, such as like the zodiac signs, the houses, and then the planets. But today we're going to just do an overview, just so you can get the basics and understanding how to read your own birth chart or read your kid's birth chart or read your boyfriend's birth chart. Because mm-hmm. you know how it is. We always try to get that birth sign, girl. And then the minute we get it, we like, hey, let me get on astrocharts.com and find out what's going on. What am I getting into? So. Before I jump in, of course, I want to remind you all about my birth chart readings. So you can always tune into, or not tune into, visit TheLexieWilson.com in order to book your own birth chart reading. So what's the point of getting a birth chart reading? Why is this so vital? Well, personally, the way that I like to use them is I use them kind of like you know about personality tests like Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram. Instead of using that, I use astrology because I see everything through the stars. You are so much more than your sun sign. You are more than just being born under the Capricorn sun or born under a Scorpio moon. You are actually born under all of the planets and each of the planets stand for something. They tell me a little bit more about what your purpose is, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, how you manifest, how you create what you're attracting to you in this lifetime, what you'll find hard or difficult and how to overcome those lessons, how to cope with those things that we, you can kind of create the life that you really, really want. So I've been doing this since 2020, which Let's I can't even believe that it's been three years, but it's been three years (laughs) since I've been doing this. But I've been doing this as a hobby since I was like 12. But professionally I've been doing it since 2020, and it's been one of my favorite things to do. And now I do it full-time as a birth chart reader. So if you are interested in getting a birth chart reading so you can learn about your strengths and learn about your purpose and all of that, then go to thelexiwilson.com and book your own session with me. You'll get a recorded call will meet live and so live via zoom and then the call will be recorded. So it ends up being your very own podcast. You also get a book, breaking down a little bit of the things that we talked about on your call. And and then the cool thing about being on the call is that I get to actually answer your questions live. That's what makes this different than just getting a birth chart reading with just anyone or just getting a birth chart reading via sites like astro-charts.com or astro.com where you can get free birth charts, but you might not know what any of it means. Hopefully with today's episode, you'll be able to kind of break it down just a little bit anyway. But if you want more insight than of course, go to thelexiewilson.com and we can get, get it popping on a call. All right. So let's break it down. Let's get into um, our birth charts and how to read birth charts. So the first thing that I want to say is um, the birth chart is broken down into three different sections mainly. Okay. You have the zodiac signs, which usually everyone's very familiar with. The house's Which we'll talk a little bit about that today. And then you have the planets, which again, people tend to be familiar with them. Um, in astrology, we include planet, we include the sun and the moon as planets when in reality, obviously in astronomy, the sun is a star, the moon is a satellite. So, but in astrology, we just put it all together, including Pluto. Pluto is included. We do not care. I cannot, wait, what is the thing that Anna says? I do not have time for this. Yeah, okay. We don't have time for people deciding whether or not Pluto is a planet. According to astrology, we are always going to keep team Pluto and she's going to be one of us. All right. So if you can look via the video here, I have my handy dandy birth chart tool. I love to use this when I'm doing my readings, especially if I'm doing my readings on Instagram because it's a great visual aid so the first on the outer ring and again if you're not watching this live um you can go to a site like astro-charts.com i'll have that in the description and you can put in your information and create your own free birth chart Again, you might not know what it all means, but at least you can be able to look at what we're talking about, or you can choose to watch the video so you can see what I'm doing. Okay. So the first thing is on the outer ring, this big, large circle here, you're going to have either glyphs, which are little pictures or little symbols of the zodiac signs or the actual name of the zodiac sign. So each of the zodiac signs, people are tend to be familiar with. So we have first, we have the first zodiac sign, which is the Aries. Aries is the first, it's the pioneer of the zodiac. She is the goddess of war, okay? She's ruled by Mars or she rules Mars and she's very explosive. She loves to kind of get things started, get things going. She's a fire sign. And so that is that is represented by Aries. The second sign is Taurus. And actually, you know what I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do, okay, because I'm going to try to see if I can make this visually easier on you guys. Each of the houses that are represented inside of the chart are also connected to the zodiac sign. That's what makes this a little bit easier when you're looking at a birth chart. So again, we'll look here at the outer ring. You have the, either the symbols for each of the zodiac signs or you have the actual word for the zodiac sign, Aries, Taurus. Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, blah, 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 and so forth and so forth. Then when you go in a little further in, you're going to see these little triangles, like there's lines kind of coming out of the center. Those lines represent houses, and the houses represent areas of your life that each of the planets or each of the zodiac signs are influencing. And then we have these little buttons right here, which are represented by my magnets here, Or when you're looking at a birth chart, you'll see little symbols for the sun, the moon, Jupiter, um, Saturn, and all the different planets. And then depending on where everything was, for example, if the sun was in Libra when you were born, then if the sun was in the, the part of the sky that's ruled by Libra, that would make you a Libra sun. As also if Oh wait, as well as, for example, if the moon was maybe in the sign of Scorpio, that would make you a Scorpio moon. And then we go forward and forward on and on and on. Okay. So, and then f- when you go f- even further into the center here, we have just the middle. Normally you'll see that represented by some sort of circle. That middle circle is, rep- is what represents the earth. Okay. Okay. So now let's back up. And go back to the symbols or the zodiac signs. Each of the zodiac signs are tied to each of the houses. So what this means is Aries, for example, is the first sign of the zodiac, meaning that it is also representing the first house of the zodiac. Don't pay attention to my fingers because I put up two and it's not. So Aries, first sign, Aries, first house. You see how this makes sense? There's 12 signs. There's 12 houses. Okay. Then we have Taurus. So Taurus represents the second house. And it's it's it represents the, um, the things that you, it's the builder of the Zodiac. It's the things that you have. It's what you're holding on to. It represents beauty. It represents having. Um, and let's see, what are some of the other things that Taurus represents? Pleasure. Ooh, Taurus loves pleasure because it's ruled, it rules over the planet of Venus. And so it loves pleasure. It loves slowness and taking its time and enjoying its hard work. So that's the second sign of the Zodiac. Then we have Gemini. Gemini is the third sign of the Zodiac, which means it also rules over the third house. So let me put my, okay, so we have Let me take all of my magnets off so that way we can see it pretty clearly okay so we have the aries glyph here representing the first house of the zodiac then we have taurus representing the second house of the zodiac then we have gemini which rules the third house of the Zodiac. So Gemini is the communicator. It rules over communications. It rules over sibling relationships. It rules over short-term travel. So that third house is what those themes represent by Gemini. The fourth house is Cancer. And this house is represented by home and family. So whatever planets are there are going to be influencing the home and the family life that you have. Then we move on and we have the fifth house, which is also represented by the sign of Leo. Leo is my cat's name. (laughs) So Leo just came out and he's like, what's up? So Leo is the inner child. It represents the inner child. It represents, and let me look off to the side here just to be sure. It represents creativity. I have my book here just so I can stay on task and, um, keep my notes, my notes all together, but it represents creativity. It represents inner children and your inner child. It represents entertainment and the arts. So create and all things creative, right? Okay. So now we'll move on to the sixth sign of the Zodiac represented by the sixth house. The sixth sign is you, but get it, you guessed it. It is Virgo. So Virgo represents the house of service and health. And what this tends to do is it represents the people that we work with, our coworkers, or the people that work for us, or people that we work together with. It also rules over your health and wellness and the habits that you have on a daily basis. Then we'll move on to the seventh house. The seventh house is ruled by the seventh sign of Libra. Libra represents our relationships and our marriage and partnerships that we have in this life. So this is something that's more personal to you. It's all of those people that you relate to, that you find connection with, with humanity. We move on to the eighth house of the zodiac, which is represented by the eighth sign of the Zodiac, which is Scorpio. We're in Scorpio season right now. So we're in that eighth house placements. But the eighth house rules over regeneration and the cycles that we continue to go through. So it's the endings and the beginnings that we go through. Then we move on to the ninth house. The ninth house is represented by what comes after Scorpio. Why can't I think? Um, Sagittarius. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that. But the ninth house is represented by Sagittarius. Sagittarius is all about higher learning. It's all about mental exploration. And as opposed to Gemini, which is about short distance travel, Sagittarius represents the long distance travel. So that can be international travel trips that you might take in this life, um, whether or not you'll like stuff like that. It also re- represents, did I say higher learning? I don't know if I said higher learning, but it does represent higher learnings and mental exploration. So this is things like philosophy, um, high grad school, and uh, and uh, doctorates. Like whether or not you'll do stuff like that, it's represented by that ninth house. Then we move on to the tenth sign of the zodiac in the tenth house, which is my favorite because it's Capricorn, and I am a Capricorn. <laughs> I have a lot of Capricorn in my chart, so I love Capricorn energy, but Capricorn represents the purpose that you have in this lifetime and the work ethic that you have in this lifetime. This is also about your public facing work, your legacy that you'll build on for all of eternity that goes way past your being here right now. That's what's represented by that Capricorn and depending, it also um, will show you how hard your work or the relationship that you have to working really, really hard because that's what Capricorn energy is all about is pushing through the difficulties and knowing that difficulties come and being willing to keep going and face those things. It's not just about just work, which Virgo energy is about just the daily work, the daily habits that you do. The Capricorn energy is more about the purpose and the hard work that it takes to achieve that purpose then we move on to the 11th sign of the zodiac and the 11th house which is represented by the 11th sign and that is aquarius the house and the theme of this, the house and the sign of friendships so this is the communities that we belong to this is the friendships that we cre- create in this lifetime um, this is the hopes and the wishes that we have for the larger set of humanity that's all represented by Aquarius and then lastly, But not leastly, we have one of my favorite zodiac signs, which is Pisces. Pisces rules over the 12th house. And it is all about the dreams. It's all, and by dreams, I mean like sleeping, going to sleep and having those dreams. It represents secrets and the things that are kind of hidden behind closed doors and uncovering the subconscious beliefs, the things that you can't really see, but they make up so much of the matter and the science that exists in this world. That's what Pisces is represented by. So now we've gone through each of the zodiac signs and briefly, <laughs> very quickly, and each of the houses. So why is this significant? This is significant because depending on the planets, which is what we're going to go through right now, depending on where the planets lie inside of your chart is what I use to tell me what areas of your life you're going to find ease or find troublesome, um, what strengths you're going to have. So for example, if somebody has like a Jupiter inside of the house of Sagittarius, since Jupiter represents expansion and ease and flow, then that person is probably Going to find it pretty easy to think, to have big thoughts and big dreams, and have um, maybe loves higher education and higher learning. They may turn into a teacher, especially someone like with a PhD and a professor of some kind, because they really, really love information and knowledge and going past what everyone seems to know they want to research even deeper and they want to get all the way into things. That is how I'll know things like that because I'm looking at the zodiac sign. I'm looking at the house and then I'm looking at which planet is being, which planet and the symbol of that planet, what it means. Wait, what? Oh my goodness. I'm struggling. You guys, I'm struggling and Mercury isn't even in retrograde. Okay. So now let's break it down into the planets. So inside of my chart, what I have are these little magnets and the magnets are what help me to just have some fun and put them on my chart. So for example, let me find the sun because um, we want to, I want to show what, what the sun is right now. Hmm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Okay, I found it. Got it. Okay, so right now we are in the season of Scorpio. So, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the glyph or the word for Scorpio, and I'm just gonna put it in the eighth house because I have everything all lined up all nicely and perfectly. So, when we put the sun in the eighth house and in the sign of Scorpio, what we're saying is that this person was born when the sun was in Scorpio. Now, let's say the moon is in, and I think right now, I think it's in Aquarius. I don't remember, but um, I didn't look it up recently. So let's find Aquarius. So what I would do is I would, okay, there we go. I would put it on my chart. And so we have the sun in Scorpio, but the moon is in Aquarius, Now, because each of the planets represents something, which is what we're going to break down right now. And again, I'm going to look at my notes that way I stay on task. I'm I'm so proud of myself because I'm doing really, really good, but I'm hoping that you guys understand what each of these things mean. Um, Let's break it down. Let's break down the major planets. So first we have the sun. The sun represents your core identity. It represents your ego. It represents your main personality and what we can expect when you first meet people and you feel comfortable and you meet them, you're going to show off this side of you. That's going to be the sun. Then we have the moon. Now the moon takes it a little bit deeper. The moon represents your heart. It represents what's inside of you. It represents those emotions that you feel. So now when you've gotten to know someone and you feel safer, you're going to move from just being like, hey, nice to meet you, to being like, hey, let me share a little bit about maybe my family life. Let me share a little bit more about how I grew up, what my true emotions are behind my thoughts and things like that. That is represented by the moon. Then we have Mercury. Mercury represents your communication and the thought processes that you have. This is represented by Mercury. Well, yeah, I just said that. (laughs) Sorry. I wrote down my notes and so I'm just reading them, but now I see sometimes that, you know, I made a mistake and that's okay because mistakes happen. Um, But my inner Virgo wants to change that, but it's already late. I already repeated it. Wait, hold on. Why am I doing this on my own? I I need to be. Yes. Yes. This is so funny. I know it's hilarious. We make our mistakes and we move on. <laughs> but Mercury anyway is um, represents the communication, the way you think and the way you talk and the way you share information. Venus represents love and beauty and your personal values, what you hold on to and what you value in life, not only in terms of like the physical things that you value, like maybe your purses, your money and how you handle that, but also the things that matter to you like voting or You know, prison reform, like all of that is represented by the things that you love, that planet of Venus. It also represents the loving relationships that you have. So the way that you're going to look at marriage and partnership um, and things like that is going to be seen by wherever your Venus is. Then we move on to Mars. Mars is the planet that represents your passion, your energy, your drive, your action, what makes you angry, what turns you on. But just like, like where Venus is what turns you on and romantically, Mars is like what turns you on. And it's just straight boom. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you are human. I am human let's go. That's what Mars is represented of. It's just all the base passions that you have. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and luck. So wherever your Jupiter is, that's going to tell me where you're going to find ease and flow. So just like I gave you guys in the example, if somebody has a Jupiter in their ninth house, or Jupiter in the sign of Sagittarius, then I'm going to take the themes that are ruled by Sagittarius and I'm going to take the themes that are ruled by the planet of Jupiter and go, oh, this person is probably going to find it pretty easy to um, uh, study higher thought. They're going to find it enjoyable to travel to far off places. They may even get married to somebody that's international and coming from a a far distance. Um, So things like that, I'd be able to tell by looking at where your planets lie. The next planet is Saturn and Saturn represents responsibility and discipline. This is where you're going to find things to be a little bit more difficult. And it's part of your purpose to learn how to handle it. So that way you can overcome that and it becomes the thing that you eventually teach or you you are a mentor to other people in. then we have Uranus. Now, I know a lot of people make a mistake and they say Uranus <laughs> and, and so there's a reason that we say Uranus, okay, so that's how you actually say it, but Uranus represents the abrupt change and the innovative type of ideas or the way that you handle innovation. Then we have Neptune and Neptune represents our imagination and our spiritual beliefs and our bigger thoughts, the things that are like that you just can't explain, but you know are real just because you feel it, you believe it, the things that are just like not tangible. That's what Neptune rules over. And then lastly, we have Pluto, which again, Pluto is a planet according to astrology. Maybe not so much when it comes to astronomy, (laughs) but when it comes to astrology, we have Pluto as our last planet. And this represents the cycles that you go through, the transformation and the regeneration, how you handle like the death and rebirth cycles of the world or of of your world. Okay. So now each of these planets, depending on where they are inside of your chart, Help me to then gauge how you're going to react to certain things, why you're going to react a certain way to certain things. So, for example, let's say if you have Saturn in Sagittarius, if you have a Saturn in Sagittarius, then we're going to look at what are the themes that Sagittarius energy. I don't know why I keep on picking on Sagittarius, but I am. Um, but we're going to look at the themes that Sagittarius rules and then we're going to look at the themes that Saturn rules. So what that means then is since Saturn rules the hardship, the responsibility, the discipline, the things that you might find difficult, and Saturn represents the freedom, religion, higher learning, philosophy, then that might mean that you might have a difficult time when it comes to freedom, religion, higher learning, and philosophy, You see or you might have a hard time with travel or you might not really like long-term travel maybe you feel like you get really homesick so you prefer to stay closer to home that is what we can tell when we look at where things are for example if somebody has a saturn in okay so let's look at this let's let's do some houses now If somebody has a Saturn in the seventh house, the seventh house is represented by the seventh sign of Libra. So it's the house of relationships. So if their Saturn is in the house of relationships, remember, since Saturn is that the planet that represents hardships and discipline, then that might mean that when it comes to your relationships, it kind of feels harder. It feels like you have to exercise a lot of self-discipline and maybe it's a challenge for you to relate to other people. Maybe it's a challenge for you to relate in marriages. Um, I believe like Britney Spears, she either has her Saturn in the house of relationships or Chiron, which Chiron is what represents in our chart. It's a, um. it's Chiron is not a planet. It's an asteroid. And so we're not going to talk about that because that, that we're going to, that's a little bit more advanced. Okay. That's a little bit intermediate and we're doing beginners. Um, But Britney Spears has one of those Chiron or Saturn. And because of that, it's in her house of relationships, which can sometimes look like a struggle to stay married or to, Find happiness in marriage or happiness in partnerships, or just a struggle with relationships. Now, does that mean that wherever your Saturn is, that now you're forever going to have hardship in that particular area? No, because remember Saturn represents hardship, but it also represents the things that you're supposed to overcome and then become the mentor of, or the teacher of. So for, for Brittany, if it is that her, if I'm saying this correctly, if Saturn is in her house of relationships, then for her, her relationships are a major source of learning. And part of her purpose is to find herself and find her voice inside of her relationships and then somehow begin that process of healing her own inner voice in the way that she sees herself through the people that she relates to, because that's ultimately what relationships are. So you see how we can go as deep or as shallow as we want when we're looking at the birth chart. And normally when you're first starting to do readings and you're interpreting things, you kind of stay on the shallow end because you're literally just, it's a puzzle piece. You're looking at, okay, so this is this person's Mars. Their Mars is in Scorpio. Since Scorpio can represent maybe privacy, then this might suggest that this person gets really easily angered if they feel like somebody is invading their privacy. You see how it's like these nice little—it's just—it's puzzle pieces, and that's really what astrology is. It's a bunch of puzzle pieces coming together, and so when you assemble all of the puzzle pieces, it makes this beautiful picture of a person. So that is basically the beginning of how you read a birth chart and how you bring it all together. Uh, The more that you study birth charts and the more that you study the themes around each of the zodiac signs and each of the houses, the easier that this gets. And I know that for some people who study birth charts and maybe they want to start their own birth chart business, uh, similar to like what I did, or they just want to learn how to manifest with their birth chart, which many people love to do that. Um, What I encourage you to do is to just get started. Just continue to explore and explore other people's birth charts as well. When you start having fun and pulling up, you know, maybe your sister's birth chart or your boyfriend or your girlfriend's birth chart, the more that you get to see how other people, and you kind of like make these educated guesses, the better you'll get at actually reading birth charts. Now, your intuition also plays a big role in this. For me, because I make sure that I'm always staying in touch with my intuition, it helps me to hear and feel, which we can talk about how to get in touch with your intuition. I believe that I have an episode on this already, but I can certainly update it and um, talk more about how to get in touch with your intuition. But a lot of times for me, I use my chakra systems in order to tell what my intuition is telling me to do. So maybe that will be the next episode. The next episode could be all about uh, how to hear your intuition or how to feel your intuition or how to know your intuition, um, because that's essentially what it kind of breaks down into. Um, But you can also use your intuition to be able to read somebody and read their chart. So sometimes what I'll be doing is while I'm reading someone's chart, I'll just have a feeling. And that feeling will have me go, hmm, okay, I see here that your Saturn is in the sign of Libra. Intuitively... I'm wondering, do you sometimes struggle with relationships? And then the person will be like, oh my goodness, yes, I do. <laughs> How did you know? And it's like, yeah, it's a puzzle piece. <laughs> but it's not It's not just a puzzle piece. It's my intuition kind of picking up on those things. And that's why as a birth chart reader um, and as a psychic as well, if that's some, you don't have to be a psychic in order to do birth charts, honestly, because you can come at it from a very almost like scientific fact-based way and that's doing it just like the puzzle pieces. But if you want to add in your intuitiveness to it, then that's more of like the psychic nature of it. And that's where you want to continue to develop your psychic skills so that way you can feel out, how does this person need me to show up for them so I can validate and support them in being their most authentic and true self. So, I hope that all of this gave you a lot of uh things to think about and I hope that it gets you excited into birth charts and all of that. I would love to hear from you. So, go ahead and um DM me on Instagram at Blexi Wilson. That's T H E L E X I don't forget the E, Wilson. <laughs> and I only have one account, only one account. It's the Lexi Wilson. No dashes, no numbers, no multiple numbers, L-S-O-N. And then DM me any questions that you have about reading birth charts. Um, I wonder if a course is something that's needed for this because maybe I could dive even deeper because, I mean, I'm trying to explain all of this in 30 minutes and that's just not really, you know, I did. A, I think I did a good job on doing it, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping and I'm hoping that with the visual aids that that kind of helps you guys to understand a little bit about it. But, you know, you let me know. Um, but uh, a course might be very helpful, especially if you're somebody who wants to b- start your own birth chart business, which I really recommend because I love. I think it's really fun to um, make money doing astrology. It's just so much fun. And it just helps so many people. We just need as many birth chart readers as we possibly could have, uh, to support people and to support their families. Because a lot of times too, when you can understand your children and the way that they think, By looking at their astrology, it can help you to be a better parent, a better aunt, a better uncle, all of those things, because you understand their zodiac signs. And then you can really support them in that way, too. So we need as many people who can read birth charts as possible out in the world. Um, But, yeah, tag me on. And then if you're listening to this, go ahead and take a screenshot. And then tag me at the Lexi Wilson on Instagram. I would love to see and hear from you all. So thanks so much for listening. Next week, I think we'll do an episode on intuition and how to hear and feel your intuition. And maybe we'll also talk a little bit about some of the zodiac signs that are more prone to certain things like psychicness um, and things like that. How fun would that be? So We'll do that next week and I hope to see you guys soon. Also, please, if you guys love this episode, please share it out. You'll do, you can do that by tagging me on Instagram, um, and sharing it via your stories. But also if you know somebody that loves astrology, go ahead and just send us to them via text message or TikTok, whatever you want. And just be like, Hey girl, you should check this out because that would help a lot. And I would love that. So, you know, Thanks so much for that. Anyways, that's all I have for you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks to my studio audience.